Father God, we, we are just thrilled in your presence. No wonder the Bible says, in your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your presence there is life, there is power, there is glory, there is anointing. In your presence there is blessing, there is joy forevermore. Father God, we pray that the joy we derive, the blessings we derive in your presence, oh God, may not depart from us. Please help us that our joy will not be limited to the church sanctuary. That everywhere we are, the joy of the Lord will continue to bubble in our hearts to the glory of your holy name. Holy Spirit, please help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Give some people a hard high five and say happy first Sunday in the month of August. Hallelujah. So I welcome you to church. And for those who are following this worship session in your different location, I welcome you also. Okay. I'll be taking my Bible reading just for a short word of exhortation before we praise, worship, and dance before the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, if you're not dancing, something is not too right. Tell him, tell him. God said we should praise him with a dance. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Isaiah 30 verse 18 and 19. Isaiah 30, 18 and 19. It says, and therefore, if this word relate to you, I want to hear your response. It says, and therefore, will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore, will he be exalted and he may have mercy upon you for the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait for him. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. The title of this short word of dictation is The Graciousness of God. The Graciousness of God. Our Bible reading this morning, God promised to hear your voice. He promised to hear the voice of your cry. He promised to hear the desires of your heart. Simply because of his graciousness. Not because you can pray. Not because you can fast. Not because of anything you have done. The Bible also said that the almighty God will wait. It used to be they that wait upon the Lord. But because of his graciousness. He says the almighty God will wait. So that he might be gracious unto you. I don't, I don't think you get that. 
that God will wait with all that you are doing that he's not happy with, with all that you're doing that is not showing forth his glory. He said he will wait because the times of ignorance he will wink at. He will keep on waiting. And that's why you are born again. If God had killed you when you were a rascal, you would not be in church today. But he was waiting for you so that he would be gracious to you. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah, somebody. He knows your pains. He knows all your desires. Therefore, he says he will wait to be gracious unto you so that his graciousness will sort things out for you. He knows your expectations in life. He knows. Therefore, he promised to wait until his graciousness shows up and grant you the expectations of your heart. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus. He said, and therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. Oh my God. The graciousness of God. David went through all manners of challenges. He was going from pillar to post. Running for his dear life. So what kept him going? Church of God. In Psalm 5 and verse 7. I'll be reading the New American Standard Bible. Psalm 5 and verse 7. It says, but for me. Somebody say, but for me. Look up. I tell you, as gorgeously dressed as you are, you are the only one who knows you. Pamela Grammar. You are the only one who knows you. And that's what the psalmist David was saying. He said, but for me. What kept me going in the midst of my trials and challenges? But for me. By your abundant graciousness. I will enter your house. At your holy temple. I will bow in reverence for you. It was the thoughts of the graciousness of God towards him, David, that kept him going to the house of the Lord. Hmm. Against all odds, going from one jungle to the other, going from pillar to post, groping in darkness, in, in fear and trembling. Because the most powerful person in Israel was after his life. Because of the graciousness of God, he kept going to church. No wonder he said at the point, he said, I was glad. When they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. The same should be said concerning you and I. That against all odds, not going to church is a no-go area. Now, you didn't get that. Not going to church should not be something you should be pondering over. 
Because of the aches, because of the pains, because of the challenges. Should I go to church? Should I not go to church? Ponder over the graciousness of God. Shout hallelujah somebody. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. According to Psalm 16, the last verse, verse 11. In this presence, there is a fullness of joy. And at this right time, there are what are pleasures forevermore. There are pleasures and joy in his presence. Hallelujah. We are talking about the graciousness of God. It is the graciousness of God that positioned him in the unique class that he is. He said, beside me, there is none other God. I tell you, it is the graciousness of God that allowed him to wait upon you until you got born again. What the Bible says, if God will mark iniquity, who amongst us will stand? See how gentle you are looking. It is the graciousness of God that made you this gentle. Ah, you used to be rascally. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, well, only a few of you are nodding. He says, I will wait. When you are all over the nightclubs, strip clubs, God says, I will wait. When you are doing all those nonsense activities, God says, I will wait. Because I know that you are but dust. I know the sin, what is behind the sin that is making you do what you are doing. I will wait. Because I don't want to lose you. He said, I will wait until my graciousness affects your life. I will wait. May God continue to wait on you until he catches you. Look at your neighbor. Give him a hard high five and say, God, go catch you. Tell him, tell him. It's a good prayer. It's better for, that's what David said. It's better for me to fall into the hands of God. So if, the, if God catches you, he will fix you. But when the devil catches you, he accuses you. Because he's the accuser of the brethren. Look at your neighbor and say, God will catch you. <laughs> what man means that God will catch you. And when he catches you, he caught Saul and he turned him to Paul. That's what he does. Because Saul was going to kill and to destroy. But God caught him. Threw him down. And turned his life around. And he became Paul the Apostle. That's what I'm talking about. When God catches you, he fixes you. Look at him and say, God, please catch pastor. That's a good prayer for me. That's why Paul said, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Continue to pray for me. Because the bigger the head, the bigger the headache. I cannot afford to sin. If you only know how many times my phone rings, pastor pray, pastor this, how can I go into sin and be calling on God on behalf of people? That's why I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. I better die. Than to go to sin. Because, like Paul said, follow me as I follow God. You are following me as I follow Jesus. How can I disappoint you? 
If I was a nibu, if I was a nibu ma, I would say, ah, to fear kwa. The graciousness of God. That is what allows him to accommodate our flaws and our, our errors, our shortcomings. Listen to what the psalmist said in Psalm 86 verse 13. Psalm 86 verse 13 says, For your graciousness towards me is what? Great! And you have saved my soul from the death of hell. That is sure. This graciousness of God. I pray for you that may the grace of God be sufficient for you. I don't like your amen. If you will mark iniquity, who will stand amongst us? The graciousness of God. I'm just trying to stir you up so that when we are praising God, when we are dancing and rejoicing, you'll have it at the back of your mind that you were once a sinner. But the grace of God, the graciousness of God sought you out and saved you. And if you are in the house, you know you are not born again. May the graciousness of God show up in your life today in the name of Jesus. If you have backslided, may the graciousness of God show up and restore you to fellowship again in the name of Jesus. The graciousness of God. If you look at Psalm 89 verse 1. Psalm 89 verse 1. It says, I will sing of the graciousness of the Lord forever. To all generations will I make your faithfulness known even with my mouth. Therefore, brethren, the first Sunday which is our Thanksgiving Sunday service, it's not a formality. It's a debt we owe God. It's an obligation we owe God. Because of his graciousness, you and I are alive today. Not everyone that says, Happy New Year, this same year is still alive today. And it's not because you were that good. Because of the grace of God. So that's why the psalmist said in Psalm 89 verse 1. It says, I will sing of the graciousness of the Lord forever. The Lord deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. He deserves our praise. He deserves our dancing. Simply because of his graciousness. Therefore, we should not see praise and worship. As a mere religious activity. It is far, 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 far more than that. Praising God should not be because God gave you that car. Can't be dancing. Say, so where are you dancing? Ah, I just got a new car. Ah. <laughs> you know what I discovered? It doesn't matter the newness of whatsoever you have. It's a matter of time. <laughs> The excitement begins to do what? Diminish. That's why the day, the moment you drive out from the dealership a brand new car, <laughs> it's already a used car. When you bring it out, the price diminishes immediately. 
So you should not be praising and worshiping God because of that new car. In fact, very soon you'll see the one that is better than yours. Don't praise God because I just got married. The honeymoon season will soon be over. And you'll be back to reality. Don't, don't, I'm dancing because God gave me a new, a new house. Praise God for that. But that should not be the reason. You should be dancing and praising God. You should dance and praise God because of who God is. And the class he occupies. The God who owns the heavens and the earth. The God who can kill and make a life. The God when he opens a door, nobody can close it. And when he blesses, no one can curse. He says, listen, I will wait until my graciousness shows up in your life. And when God shows up in your life, he fixed your life. I tell you. Because God is what? He's a fixer. <laughs> He's a fixer. And what he cannot fix has not got spoiled. <laughs> no. God cannot fix himself because he cannot get spoiled. So when something shows up, don't fight it. Introduce it to the fixer. That is his job. He said, command me concerning the works of my hand because I can fix it. So that's why we dance. Because even in the process of dancing, when anything goes wrong, he fixes it. Because he wants you to continue dancing. He inhabits the dancing and the praises of his people. He said, when you serve me, Exodus 23, verse 25. He said, when you serve me, I will bless your brody. I mean bread. <laughs> brody, that's what the house has called bread. I will bless your bread. I will bless your water. I will take sicknesses from the midst of you. Now your days I will fulfill. That means you will not die before your time. That's why we dance and worship God. <laughs> Should I say this? Should I say it? Even when you look for trouble and the devil is pursuing you, he will stop the devil force from touching you. Then he will rebuke you himself. The reason? He said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. But you don't look for trouble. Okay? Look at your neighbor. Don't be a troublemaker. The graciousness of God. And that's what the Bible says. In First Chronicles, as I round up now, because I really want us to dance and to rejoice. 1 Chronicles 16.34, 1 Chronicles 16.34, it says, Give thanks to the Lord for his what? His good. For his faithfulness is everlasting. Hear me, church. You should always think about the graciousness and the faithfulness of God. It is the graciousness and the faithfulness of God 
that have kept us thus far. Okay? It says, if not for the Lord who was on our side, the enemy could have done what? Swallowed us quick. Psalm 124 and verse 1 through to 3. So if you are in the house and that graciousness of God had not showed up in your life, that means you are not born again yet. He wants you to be born again. He's waiting. He's waiting. But you know what? A day before the Lord can be a thousand years. And a thousand years could be one day. He's waiting. Do you know that God cannot wait above the time he has allotted for you? <laughs> if he has given you 80 years to live, and you have lived your life without him for 80 years, when the time comes, he will say, well, I have tried all I have to do. But today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow might be too late for you. Get born again. You enjoy life more. Get born again. You enjoy grace more. Get born again. He says, I will give my angels charge over you to keep you in all the ways. When you get born again, he said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say, Of the Lord is my shield, my buckler, my strength in him will I trust. Say, I will give my angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways, lest thou dash your feet against the stone. Say, a thousand may fall by your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh you. But only with your eyes will you behold the reward of the wicked. That is the benefit, comprehensive insurance for those who are born again. So if you are not born again, let the graciousness of God show up, show up in your life. Shall we rise? Glorious God, Beautiful King, excellent God, I bow before your throne. Glorious God, beautiful King, bow before your throne. Bow, 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 bow. Your name is any man be in Christ he's a new creature 
all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If any man be in Christ, it's the graciousness of God, the grace of God that allows a sinner, a filthy, unclean person to now be in Christ. So please bow down your head. You know you are not born again. You know Jesus has not showed up in your life. Invite him this morning and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me of all my sins. Write my name in the book of life. If you have been, you have been a Christian but you have backslided, say, Lord Jesus, restore me. Those of us watching at home, invite Jesus. You know the grace of God had not shown up in your life. You are not born again. You are not free from sin. Tell him to forgive you. Say, write my name in the book of life. Give me the grace to keep on, keeping on, keep on, keeping on, keep on, keep on following you. Thank you, Lord. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know the sister lift up your hands and say Jesus Jesus how I trust him how I'll put him over Jesus Jesus precious Jesus oh for grace to trust him more and so glad I learned to trust him say precious Jesus Savior and friend and I know that you had with me will be with me too said Jesus
pray now and say, Lord Jesus, please let your grace be sufficient for me. Begin to commit your flaws, your shortcomings. When he shows up and he notices your flaws and shortcomings, he fixes them. He will fix them. When he showed up in the life of Saul of Tarsus, he fixed his life. Saul of Tarsus became an apostle of Jesus Christ. Commit your flaws, your shortcomings. He's a fixer. And he will fix it. He does not wish that any should perish. But he wants everyone to repent. Thank you, Jesus. Let's, let's lift up both hands to heaven. Please, if you can. I love you, Lord, for your mercies never fail me. All my days have been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. Sing of the goodness of God. You say, All my life you have been faithful. Tell Lord Jesus, All my life you have been so. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Makasira boshanta da da boshanta da da. Maramaka soshanta da 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 bansi. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Maramasiko shanta da da na boko seshanta. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Father, with all the pains, with all that we are going through, we have made up our minds to still show up in your presence, to worship and to adore you. You are not just 
an option. You are not just one of the options. You are the only option. You are the only object of our worship. And you promised us. And your promises are here and amen. That you will wait. Until your graciousness. Shows up in our lives. And fix everything. That needs to be fixed. You said you will wait until. You grant unto us. Our expectations. According to your will. Both physical, spiritual, and otherwise. We're here to praise you. We're here to dance. We're here to rejoice. And at the end of this day, cause us to rejoice the more. Because you are going to fix everything that needs to be fixed. So that you'll be exalted. So that your name will be glorified. Do this for us, Lord, and take all the glory. In Jesus' name, we pray. Say a better amen.